a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Uh, and as promised before the break, uh, we are joined today by our good friend and colleague, Jay Evenson from the Deseret News. Jay, thanks for joining us on a Thursday. Thanks for having me, Boyd. Well, we're we're on the eve of, of what will be a uh, really different kind of year of, uh, you know, most people call it the most wonderful time of the year because usually we have like 37 bowl games uh, to see between now and New Year's Day. Uh, that's not going to happen this year. <laughs> Uh, but it also creates some interesting conversation uh, that we, we tend to have, and I know it's one you followed uh, for many years now, and that is the, the payment of players, compensation for players, what they should have rights to. Uh, but you write in your uh, Deseret.com uh, piece today that uh, that this is actually a really old battle. This is like 100 years old. <laughs> you know, it's amazing, and people don't realize it, but you go back a um, hundred even more than 100 years, you can find recruiting scandals from the very dawn of the 20th century. Some colleges were using high school, good high school players. They weren't even enrolling them in class. They were bringing them on the field and uh, just, just to win games. But it was about 100 years ago when college football started to become really big time. And by that, I mean Ohio State was building a stadium that could seat uh, over 70,000 Yale had the Yale Bowl built in 1914, actually, wow. 70000 And um, so now you're starting to get real money, and it's starting to really matter a lot that you have a winning team. And so it's quite natural uh, that you're going to look for ways to, to, to do that. Um, and I reference in my column an effort about 98 years ago by the president of Amherst College, to do away with paid coaches, he saw that as a big problem that coaches were being paid, <laughs> and that's why. And 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 his point was, and you think about it, you know, he said these these guys are hired, they're paid for ten days' work, you know, ten games, and they're paid more than many of our professors are. This was 1922, and I don't know if you've looked at the compensation that that major college. Uh, football coaches get today and compare it to professors but he may have been on to something back then yeah no kidding and i and i think uh i i think a few of the uh coaches today the nick sabans of the world who who not only make uh way more than most uh of the faculty they might make more than the entire faculty combined <laughs> right right so the supreme court now has uh agreed to take on a case uh involving compensation in the ncaa the ncaa is beginning to uh, capitulate on the, the question of <clears throat> whether uh, it's right that universities can make uh, millions and perhaps billions of dollars yeah. over time off of uh, student-athletes without being able to compensate them 
more for more than than just uh, scholarships. Some people will say, "Hey, you know, a scholarship is pretty good uh, compensation. You're getting free ed- college education at a, a good institution." But um, you know, the players are saying, "Look, we." Uh, we really put our health on the line too, especially in college football. You can yeah. sustain an injury that could that could ruin you for life. Um, and plus, you know, the schools really do make a lot of money off of, particularly the the good players, the the likeness and and whatnot. So the lower courts have said that okay, um, we're going to allow uh, 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 schools to give education related incentives. So. You can provide um, beyond a, a player's uh, career. You can provide free education, uh, free graduate school, paid internships, these types of things. But they haven't gone quite as far as to say you're going to be paid to play. Yeah. Um, but some people think that's kind of where we're going with this. Yeah. And so far, so you've got kind of two tracks happening. You've got the Supreme Court saying that they will take up the case uh, and hear that out in terms of athlete compensation. Uh, and then you've also got a number of uh, bills uh, working their way through Congress, some from uh, the Democratic side of the aisle. Cory Booker has been very active and involved in that. And then you've got some uh, Republican senators as well that are uh, proposing different kinds of legislation. What do we know about all of that? Well, it's uh, it, what we know is it's hard to uh, your passion from uh, logic in a lot of cases <laughs> and uh, you know we're all we're all uh, fans of teams and that type of thing, but I I think there is uh, a kind of a groundswell now for some type of NCAA uh, saying, look, we need some kind of certainty here. We don't want to be going on with lawsuits and legislation forever and ever. And they would like the court, I think, to set some kind of uh, boundaries and guidelines for what what can and cannot happen here going forward. But I think you are going to see Congress uh, step in and try to set some of these uh, boundaries and rules. And, and then you, some other advocates out there, and, and uh, I mentioned in there uh, John Thompson, who sadly passed away yeah. a couple of months ago. But before that, he had written an essay and actually part of an autobiography in which he says that um, we already have pay-for-play. And he accuses a lot of teams today of already – uh, paying players under the table and that everybody knows about it and the NCAA isn't doing anything about it. And um, he says uh, he's changed his mind on this and, and feels that uh, we ought to just have pay for play because uh, it's just acknowledging what's already happening. Yeah. So there's that at work as well. Yeah, fascinating stuff, and I, I think it uh, it is going to be interesting. One, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the court does with that particular case. That's obviously a specific uh, area there, and then it will also be really interesting to see how these different versions of uh, things that seem to be going at the uh, the same uh, the same issue, you know, slightly different angles, slightly different uh, objectives there. Uh, but both of those, uh, I think, will definitely be on the docket and uh, rumbling their way through uh, through Congress in both the House and the Senate uh, in the uh, in the new uh, days of of January next year. I think so, and we have to remember we have a very unique system in this country because we have tied athletics to uh, universities to to schools. I don't know of any other country that does that. Other countries have club sports and that type of thing. But if you're going to tie them to schools, there has to be some kind of an academic mission for for uh, university sports. And I think it's tr- you're trying to find that balance 
this is big business, but it's also part of the university. There has to be an academic component to it. We can't just pass student-athletes through without uh, making them go to class, that type of thing. So and this has been the case now for, for well over a century, trying to walk, walk that tightrope. What, what is it about uh, athletics on this scale that justifies them being part of a university? And I, I think that you know, that's kind of the fine line that we have to see going forward. Yeah, I think uh, I think the tug of war is going to continue. It it may take another ninety eight years uh, to get a, a resolution on that because the forces are so big uh, and the dollars yeah. are so significant between the networks, the universities, the coaches, uh, the advertisers. All of that is uh, is just so deep. I think this is going to be a, a long way from being over. Uh, I'd say we're in the second quarter of this one, Jay, <laughs> and it's going to be a, yeah, a long second half for sure. I look forward to the halftime show. Okay, very good. <laughs> Jay Evenson, always appreciate you joining us here on Inside Source. It's a great piece. You can go to Deseret.com. We'll post that on our Facebook page today as well. Jay, thanks for being with us. Thank you. All right. Uh, I, I do think this is going to be something that we're going to continue to grapple with, uh, regardless of what happens at the Supreme Court, regardless how that ruling will come out. Uh, they have agreed to hear the case, so that's a good thing. We'll watch and see what happens there. As I mentioned, there'll be legislation uh, coming from all points on the compass to see if they can solve that. And then, of course, you'll have the NCAA itself, who will probably try to self-regulate a few things uh, in the conferences and the, the big money conferences in particular. And uh, we'll continue to watch all of that play out. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. Bottom of the hour break. When we come back, uh, the governor has uh, issued a new compact dealing with racial inclusion. We're going to preview that, and then the governor himself is going to join us uh, coming up at 11:50 right here on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me, and this is the point where I thought I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than two million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.